Yo, 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 how to activism family. Hope you all had a good week. Hope you all are entering into a, another good week. Hope you all are midway through a really good week. Hopefully y'all are very close to the end of a bad week. <laughs> um, And very close to a good weekend. Or maybe you're just finishing out a good weekend or a bad weekend. I hope it was good. Um, anyway, I'm so excited for the episode this week. It is going to be the first of three episodes I record with environmental activist Ananya Singh. We're going to be talking about coalitions and how to deal with that because it is just such, um, such an important and kind of hidden part of activism. And especially for youth activists, there can be a lot of problems that come up. There can be a lot of situations. You can feel, um, powerless or, like, you don't have the negotiating power or, like, you aren't feeling heard or valued or represented because of your age. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things to talk about. And, uh, I think we talked about them all. <laughs> um, and then stay tuned after that ends. I'm including a song, um, that I recorded on my phone at the, um, youth climate strike that happened this past Friday, December 6th, 2019. Um, I went to the Seattle one and I heard an amazing song called Greta, um, by Athena, who's a youth activist. Um, and so I'm including that song after, like, at the end of this episode. It is so amazing. I just thought I need to share this. It's so cool. Um, and then there will be some other recorded um, hopefully some other clips and stuff from the climate strike in the next few weeks I'll sprinkle into coming episodes. Um, but stay tuned. I hope you enjoy this episode, um, because I worked really hard on it. I did some editing and I, you know, I just, I spent a lot of time listening to it over and over and over again to, yeah, just make it sound good. Um, and then enjoy the song at the end too, because that's going to be really great. Um, and then finally... If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a star rating if you're listening to this in the Apple Store. Um, and then additionally, or like the the Apple Podcast thing, whatever, um, share the episode with a friend. Subscribe if you aren't. Um, go back, listen to older episodes. Do it all. Please support me. Please support the show. Um, there's going to be links to my Instagram, Ananya's Instagram. Um, the show's Instagram, and a bunch of the stuff we talk about, so check it all out in the show notes. All right, hope you enjoy the show. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome back to How to Activism with me, your host, Lila Eamon Lucas, Today, I'm here with a brand new guide um, on building relationships and working with coalitions. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah, my name is Ananya Singh. I'm really happy to be on. Um, yeah, so today I will be joining Lila in talking a lot about <laughs> partnerships and coalitions and um, all the good things. I'm so excited you're here um, because you have just tons of experience with this. Do you want to talk about the kinds of stuff that you're involved in and all of the coalitions that you've worked with? Yeah, sure. So I really got my start with activism when I was 12 years old, and it was really sparked by going to this camp called Youth Empowered Action, uh, Yay Camp. And 
since then, my activism has kind of taken a lot of twists and turns. Um, most of it has been centered around um, environmental work and climate justice work. And it's kind of led me to today where I run the organization called Greening Forward. Um, and our organization has the mission of really empowering young people to be effective leaders. Uh, and the way we do that is by providing them resources. Um, we do a grants program where we have these micro grants of up to $750 for students to run their own environmental projects. Uh, and we do events and trainings and all the good stuff. And I just love getting to work with Greening Forward. That is, and, oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, and the other big thing that I, I do currently is I work with an organization called the New Jersey Student Sustainability Coalition. Um, and my role with them is the partnerships coordinator. Um, and what we get to do is a lot of connecting and bringing together students, um, high school students, college students, some middle school students from across the state to work on environmental issues and climate issues and run projects and do cool things. That is just so cool. <laughs> um, so when we were talking before we were recording, um, we were kind of laying out a guide and all these steps that you can do to create functioning and also just like really meaningful relationships because I'd say like just so much of youth activism is working with adults and as really like amazing as there's been of this wave first of the Stoneman Douglas um, school shooting and then just rise of gun violence prevention activists in 2018 and then the environmental movement in Greta Thunberg and just the climate strikes that have been happening this year there has been just like a ginormous wave of youth activists and youth activism in general but that can only exist for so long before it it bleeds into work that adults have already been doing um, mm-hmm. And so it's just so important that youth activists are a like working with adults um, and be just like really um, like working with them in a meaningful way, like working in a really like functioning, like cooperative way. Because if we have a hundred environmental organizations that are all organizing trash pickups like every weekend, like that only <laughs> that only does so much. Um, and then all the trash will be picked up and like. Mm-hmm. you've you've done it but if one is working on policy and one is working on conservation and one is working on like we all need to work together and there are so mm-hmm. many organizations in every vein of activism um that are doing amazing work um that if we teamed up would be doing even more work and it would be more effective because you wouldn't be doing each other's work <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's why today's topic is just so important because honestly, any every person needs to build relationships and partnerships and coalitions. Every organization needs to do this. Um, this is how we can be really powerful as a movement and not just fracture ourselves into these little tiny different organizations all over the place. Um, And something else to just preface this is um, I think it's just so important to never go into activism doing it all alone because there are just so many people who are willing to support you. There are so many organizations. Um, There are so many people who have walked down this path before uh, that it does like you don't have to keep feeling alone and doing this all by yourself. Uh, There's so many there's just so many people and so many resources who are willing to help you. And I think like the most important thing that you can 
do is like do the research and do your own homework before you decide to start something new uh, because there's really no reason to start something new and reinvent the wheel and do all the hard work that it takes to get something off the ground when you can start with something that's existing and then take it to the next level. Um, that's really my philosophy, I guess. No, I have had so many conversations with my friends about this of just like, there are so many organizations right now in the climate movement, but also like in the gun violence prevention like vein. And, and I think in just so many like veins mm-hmm. of activism and issues, there are so many people doing just kind of this, they are basically just reinventing the wheel. And mm-hmm. while like, I do think, I don't know, I have reservations around like, like I was talking to my friend, I was like, would it be better if like, like, cause, like take for instance on the right, like the NRA, like there is just mm-hmm. one anti-gun violence prevention organization basically and then on the Mm -hmm. left like we're we're kind of disorganized (laughs) and um there's just there's like not like there's a million um and while like I think I do have reservations around um there being just like one like NRA equivalent um Mm -hmm. because I think like I don't know my mom was telling me this but she's saying like oh there's this problem with this organization that's pretty famous like I won't say it but it was like they give out a lot of grants to smaller Mm -hmm. organizations and they weren't giving money to organizations led by people of color to like any kind of degree of equally as they were to organizations led by white people and Mm -hmm. I think part of it was just like a miss like the organizations led by people of color just like weren't in the person who was like doing the grant work and deciding's like point of view like they weren't even seeing them because they were so like separated um mm-hmm. but i think we like in general like we all all the organizations out there really need to work together and and just talk to each other because there is mm-hmm. so little of that like i think when we were first talking about like what we wanted this episode to be it's it's a very like nerdy topic i think um within activists like within people who aren't as involved in activism it seems very like Mm -hmm. specific and sort of like confusing but once you're like involved in activism it's so hidden but like so instrumental Um, it's like pervasive no it's everywhere once you start noticing yes 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 so i think it's so important that we're creating this episode and talking about this because it Mm -hmm. really needs to be talked about (laughs) like no Mm -hmm. one explains it like i i talk about in that episode um, like my first episode on here, um, which was like just basically an introduction to the whole podcast, how like I got mm-hmm. into activism very young. I'm 14 now. And I was like 12 when I first started like paying attention to everything and stuff. And like, I didn't know anything. And I've, mm-hmm. I've just really had to learn stuff. And I've had to learn stuff, even like within like talking about like the activism, like activism peers, like all of my like, quote, activism peers are older than me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I just think it's so important to to learn this stuff and then to teach it and to share it with other people because it goes back to what we're saying, like whether it's organizations or whether it's two activist teenagers trying to make a podcast for other activist teenagers, <laughs> we need mm-hmm. to share this information or else, like if we just have this information on our own, like it's it only helps us. But if we share it with everyone, mm-hmm. everyone is better for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like really setting up infrastructure and letting setting up the groundwork so that like the people that come after us, they can be even more successful. Um, and I think sometimes that gets pushed to the back burner because uh, a lot of activism is so urgent in, in the moment. And a lot of the times it's very reactive. There's these um, like immediate problems out in the world and it just seems so hard to take any time outside of that to do the kind of 
building up and doing extra things but it's just like so worth it um and I think that's kind of a conclusion that a lot of people are coming to right now um and I just want to like I think that like that's one of the best things that we can do is just show people that they are not alone in this um and that there's a lot of people that are thinking about this so there's just like a lot to dive into oh my gosh, I totally agree um and with that and and with that let's dive into it <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah our first topic or our first advice um category is relationship building kind of generally um and I think the first thing that we both really wanted to like highlight and emphasize is that it can be hard to prioritize relationship building like as you were saying before mm-hmm. like it's not something that you think about like when you're like oh like when you wake up in the morning you're like I want to be an activist like it's not like <laughs> the first thing you think is like I'm gonna go build relationships with people like the first thing I think you're gonna think is like how do I plan a protest how do I plan a walkout and mm-hmm. if you're not walking out with other people at other schools unless it's like a school specific thing but if you're not walking out like with other people at other schools if you're not all walking to join up together like it's just not gonna be as effective mm-hmm. absolutely and I think it's it's sometimes it feels a little uncomfortable to just talk about like relationships when it comes to activism because uh, we can really have this attitude of everything should be focused around strategy and everything should have a purpose um, and sometimes it's hard to see the purpose but you really can't get anything done if you can't trust the people that you're working with and you can be like like any type of leadership um, leadership is about having you know people to lead <laughs> you can't do it. Um, you can't do it all alone. So, like, there's a really great quote from the book Emer- that I read in the book Emergent Strategy by Adrian Marie Brown. And it's the quote is, move at the speed of trust. Um, and this quote was taken by, um, I don't I know if I'm saying this name right, but Mervyn Murakanos um, and Stephen Co- Covey. Um, and so this book, this quote was in Emergent Strategy and it kind of gets to the idea of, like, you can only move that fast. You can only move it. Like, you have to be able to trust people to some level in order to do effective and meaningful work together. Otherwise, there's just so much conflict that comes up, and uh, you can often just, like, the impact of your work isn't what you intend it to be sometimes um, if you're not on the same page about what's what you're trying to accomplish together. So this, yeah. No, I'm like, you can't say this, but I'm like shaking my head up, up and down just so fast. I, I think this quote, like move at the speed of trust. It's so, it's, I think it really, it resonates with me. I think it resonates with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of like how to build relationships, um, I think, taking the approach of being empathetic and connective when you're entering new spaces, when you are going about doing your activism, when you're attending meetings, when you're just going to different events and things like that, just trying to have the approach of getting to know people as humans um, and really like just connecting on the level of sharing like stories, sharing your experiences, sharing what motivates you and what drives you to do this. Uh, I think that is like one of the most powerful experiences. Um, And that's really how you build that common ground because we all have so much more alike um, than we do different, especially when it comes to activism. Like there's so many people who are motivated in a really similar way. Um, And so just to hear that from other people and see yourself reflected in someone else, 
uh, I feel like that's how the most effective relationships begin. Yeah. So I used to be involved. I used to be like very, very interested in theater and acting. Mm -hmm. And I had this like amazing camp counselor. I used to, I still do this camp um, Mm -hmm. that it's like you perform a show in a week. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we used to like gather behind, like it was like the stage was like above, like the back the backstage part was like above mm-hmm. the stage because it was this old church in Brooklyn and um it's it was just such a beautiful space but the guy who led it all his name's Scott and he used to have us do this activity 10 mm-hmm. 10 minutes before we'd go on stage where we'd all just mm-hmm. walk around and we'd shake hands with these people that we've been working with just like all week nonstop, just very concentrated on acting and we'd go around mm-hmm. and we'd shake hands and we'd just look each other in the eyes and we'd just say you are my other self and mm-hmm. it like it just resonates with me so much because I said it so much when I was younger and it was like this thing that I said right before I went on stage and I had to do this thing with people that I truly had to trust because like again like mm-hmm. move at the speed of trust like you can only do a play if you trust that everyone else is going to show up and do their parts too <laughs> um right and so I think like approaching every everything you do with this mentality of like you are my other self is just so mm-hmm. so important I love that. Oh, also, um, I've also been a theater person. Yes. Except yes. Um, uh, on the tech side, I was a stage manager. Gosh, that's, which, um, that's what I'm pining <laughs> for. That's the elective I'm pining for this spring. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It correlates so well to activism. It's just like <laughs> chaos. <laughs> I was organizing it. Um, I got really good at spreadsheets. Yes. And, yes. Um, I love spreadsheets. It's great. Oh, it <laughs> okay. is. Um, the second thing, what was I going to say? <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, the way, like, this can show up sometimes, um, like, something that I've seen is when I, like, go to environment, like, club meetings, right? Yeah. Like, environmental club. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you at your high go school? Go to the meeting. Yeah. I used to be the president of my environmental club. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there was, um, yeah, there, there were, like, a lot of meetings that we would do, and people just kind of filter in and then just sit there and not talk to anyone else. Um, and we would like Ugh. go to the meeting and we'd talk about the topics and we'd do what we need to do. Um, but it was kind of like people were not necessarily connecting to each other. And it wasn't really becoming any form of a community. Um, and the people who knew each other would obviously like talk to each other. But the people who didn't, they would kind of just like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be having a, the same experience. Yeah. Versus I've also experienced in other spaces, like especially um, I would say climate justice spaces. Like if you've ever done um if you ever done organizing with like sunrise movement or another org like that well i've organized with washington climate strike but not Mm -hmm. uh, sunrise yeah they do like oftentimes you'll see like you'll do an activity where it's like a pair share and you do resonance Mm -hmm. where like you just sit there and you like listen to someone share their story um and you listen to them share like what brought them into this movement and what brought them into doing climate work um, and like why, like kind of sharing their why Mm -hmm. and their motivations. Um, And you just get this really personal connection. And that's kind of what opens up the conversation. Um, That was what would open up like a meeting or a training or something like that. And it immediately, it shifts the kind of the atmosphere that's created so much because you already started by kind of opening yourself up a little bit and being open to other people's humanity and kind of being empathetic and seeing yourself in other people versus the environmental club situation where it's just kind of like you just sit there and you're only experiencing like your own experiences. Yeah. And it just feels a little bit more like 
you know, hard uh, and versus like relationships make things more warm. And um, it, it's just like, that's what activism is for me. It's like, it's a, a form of building community around people who have these shared values. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that really hard. I, okay, this is a little bit off topic, but I used to be like very into Soul Cycle before mm-hmm. it got canceled this summer. <laughs> Um, and no, I, the classes, and this is like the very first workout class I'd, I'd ever been to where I don't really go to any workout classes, but this was like the first workout class where I'd been to that was like, you started every day where you'd like get on the bike and then you'd like look at the person next to you and you'd have to say like, hi, like, how are you? Like, how are you doing? And because Mm -hmm. me and my mom could never do it at like any of the same times, the time that we ended up going and doing it at was 6 a.m. on a Monday morning which means that we had to wake up at like 4 30 and mm-hmm. it was like it was rough but like you could tell that like everyone there and like in the class like wanted wanted on a fundamental like in a, in a fundamental way like they just they wanted to they wanted to get better but they also just like there was a sense of community and like there's this feeling that like if you are willing to wake up at 4:30 a.m. on a Monday morning to mm-hmm. get to a class downtown at 6 a.m., like there's there's something driving you, and mm-hmm. and like honestly, like sometimes like at the end of Soul Cycle classes, like I would be sweating so hard and the lights would be so low and like the songs would be so loud and you'd just be biking so hard that like I would just end up crying at the end of some of the classes, and it's not even because like it was like anything specifically happened but it was just such a like moving experience and so much of it was just that like you could tell that like when you had to get on the bike and you had to like bike like moving like with your chest like forward or like where you had to like lift up one leg or like where there was like dance moves or like there was some kind of like rhythm to the way that you were biking everyone was moving as like one body and everyone was moving together at like 6 25 on a monday morning and it was like the mm-hmm. most like unbelievable class environment um, but it really, like, bonded me and, like, me and my mom, of course, but then, like, also just, like, everyone in the room because, like, it would always change. But at the end of it, like, you were just, like, you felt so proud to be part of it and to be, like, on this journey and, like, on the journey that you went to. And it sounds sort of off topic, but I think, like, activism in a way, like, you're already, like, midway through the soul cycle class <laughs> at me making soul cycle metaphors on my own podcast. But, like... You're, like, in a way, like, you're already, like, halfway through the Soul Cycle class, and you were, like, on this journey with other people, and, like, mm-hmm. everyone is emotional, and everyone is part of this together, and, and like, you, you are really, you're not alone in this, and if everything is working together, you should all be dancing and mo- moving at the same time. <laughs> let me, yeah. let me end the Soul Cycle metaphor on that, but yes. Yes, I agree with everything that yeah. you said before that. So then, um, <laughs> yeah, so I really see, like, if we are able to center relationships, no matter what space it, it's in, um, I feel like that's when you can create effective partnerships, when you move up the scale and when you move away from just like individual connections to organizational connections. And so like the same core essence of relationship building, that's the same exact thing that applies to organizational partnerships, right? It's like, getting to know what the organization is all about, getting to know the history of it, getting to know what the core values are and the motivating factors, um, learning the story of the other organization. That's what I feel like that is what really sets you up to be successful in any kind of a shared partnership. No, I totally, totally agree with that. I think it, it can get tricky and it obviously gets muddier 
when there are power dynamics at play, especially like since this is for youth, like it is really hard sometimes to be a young person that's organizing with other people and trying to make partnerships with other people. Um, and I think that's, that's a lot of the reason why we wanted to create this podcast because it is just so hard to navigate, but, um, it's just, it's so important to like, see that like when you zoom out, like everyone is, everyone is trying to do the same thing. And like, you are my other self, like everyone, you have so much in common with everyone. Mm -hmm. So when you look at partnerships at scale, uh, like Lila said, there's a lot of power dynamics that show up in different spaces. And sometimes those fall around, you know, lines of class, lines of race, lines of race, lines of gender, lines of age, like all of the society, all of society's injustices and forms of oppression, they show up in our movements and they show up in our organizations. um, They show up in ourselves. And something like you see this all the time, that there are patterns that repeat themselves in terms of um, how conflicts emerge, what kind of partnerships work, what kind of partnerships sometimes don't work out. And it's just so important whenever you're trying to go about this is like be just aware and conscious of the different dynamics and that are at play in any sort of partnership. Um, And I think if you can be aware of that and be intentional, then you can set yourself up to be more successful. And then the other thing that goes along with that is just um, always remembering to go back to the humanity in the other people. And that is just like why you need to trust people because you then you're able to kind of speak up and be a little bit more more vulnerable um, and point things out as they show up. And having that open dialogue, I think that's what really moves us forward. Um, and that's what helps us tackle these societal um, forms of oppression like internally and externally out in the world I cannot agree with that more (laughs) um so we actually have like just looking at this google doc we have so much stuff um that we want to talk about um but this episode is actually sort of getting it's getting pretty long (laughs) um (laughs) and so what we're gonna do is um just cut this conversation off um, and break it up into two parts. Um, so everyone listening at home, there will be a second episode of this. The second half of this conversation um, will be dropping next week, next Sunday. Um, so please stay tuned for it. Um, mm-hmm. we're about yeah, to we're going to talk about... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, oh no, gosh. go ahead. Yeah, we're going to talk all about um, youth adult partnerships and dive into that specifically. Talk about generational gaps. We have a lot of gaps. stuff to say. We're going to talk about OK um, we'll Boomer. Talk about, <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll talk about, like, conflict and how to, when that comes up, how do you deal with it? And then we'll also give you a bunch of, like, specific tips that you can apply in your life. Um, so definitely come back and listen again. Yes, yes. We'll be back next Sunday. All right. Thank you all for listening. I'll talk to you next Sunday. Oh, and um, there will be links to everything we're talking about um, in the podcast description. So check those out, too. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Take
every day. I don't want your hope. We have failed. Our missions have got to stop. I don't want your hope. We have failed. Our missions have got to stop. I don't want your hope. We have failed. Our missions have got to stop. I don't want your hope. We have failed. Now we've got to stop. being sacrificed it's the sufferings of the many that will pay for the luxury of the few why should i study for a future that is being taken away i want you to feel the fear that i feel every day oh every day i don't want your hope we have failed our missions have got to stop I don't want your hope, we have failed, our missions have got to stop. I don't want your hope, we have failed, our missions have got to stop. I don't want your hope, we have failed, now we've got to stop. for listening to that episode we will be back next week me and ananya part two organizing with coalitions get hyped in the meantime please leave a rating and review on on the apple podcast app if that's how you're listening to this please share the episode if you're listening on spotify or apple and um check out athena my ananya's Instagrams down below, Ananyan's organization, Greening Forward, How to Activism Pods, Instagram. Um, yeah, great. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>